0: The Push Podcast, People United for Spina Bifida and Hydrocephalus, a podcast created to bring people together and to amplify the voices, stories, and abilities of our Spina Bifida and Hydrocephalus community.
1: Is for the people,
0: both big and small. for the unity that what's going on? My name is Danny Lamb and I'm your host of the Push Project Podcast. I was three years old when I was diagnosed with hydrocephalus and I'm passionate about using my abilities to connect our community and to create a space for others to feel empowered to share their story. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please don't hesitate to subscribe, find us on Facebook and Instagram, or to be a featured guest, please email us at asongacity at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to having you. All right, and welcome back to a very special episode today uh, on the Push Project podcast. It's the first episode of what is known as our allies. Um, Allies, of course, being friends, people close to our community that have really committed who they are and what they do to empowering and, and, and um, amplifying the voices, stories, and abilities of our community. And I'm very, very excited to have a friend here today uh, who I've met very much through music and through events and entertainment. And, uh, and she does a lot of incredible work. Um, so without any further ado, Ginger O'Dwyer, how you doing? All right. I am doing fantastic. How about yeah. you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm better now that we've connected because we always have great combos and, and I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm super Yeah, stoked. I've been
1: looking forward to it, Danny.
0: <sighs> likewise. Likewise. Um, so I know where you call uh, home. I'm pretty sure. I shouldn't make any assumptions, but I'm pre- I know where you live and I'm pretty sure I know where you call home, but where do you live and where do you call home?
1: Okay. Well, I live and call home Kansas. And um, I, I was actually born in Missouri, as you know. There's a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, Missouri. So while I was born on the Missouri side, on the Missouri side, I have always pretty much resided on the Kansas side um, from about age two. So I'm in a, a, a pretty good-sized suburb of Kansas City, Kansas, called Olathe.
0: All right. It's only been now for a couple of years that I have really understood Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> I, I, you blew my mind, Ginger, when we were well, like in Kansas City, Kansas, and we drove five minutes. Now we're in Kansas City, Missouri. And I was like, but how do we know?
1: How do we know? Well, I, I'm so glad to, to let you know that you're not alone with that. That's always the case with many new people that come and visit. Um, so just because you're in Canada, don't worry. Even people in the States kind of get, uh, kind of confused about it, but you know, what was great when you came here and visited a couple of years ago, Danny, um, you and your crew that, uh came in town you gave our city some good luck because that was the year we won the Super yes, Bowl yes
0: yes 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 oh my god I'm I'm sure I actually I never chatted with Zach about uh, about it afterwards in, in terms of Kansas City winning the Super Bowl but oh my gosh I'm sure it would have loved to have been there because I know he's a huge football fan <laughs>
1: Right, right. And so like some of the residents that live in Missouri yeah. kind of get frustrated when us Kansans kind of, yeah. um, you know, w- we share that football team, even though they're yeah. technically located on the Missouri side. Yeah. all of us Kansans, we're chiefs fans too. so love it.
0: love it. All right. Well, I know that you're passionate about helping our SBNH community and even more specifically, new parents who are hearing the words, spina bifida for the first time. So um, of all of that, where does that passion come from? And why are you passionate about about that specifically?
1: Well, it it comes directly from my heart uh, because it's something that I ached for and needed desperately back myself in 2005. Uh, when I found myself um, in that position of a new mom, uh, hearing the words spina bifida for the first time at my 20 week ultrasound. So yeah, that passion comes from a direct uh, life experience back in 2005, when social media was not really a thing like it is today. And boy, do I wish I had had access to other other people on that journey back then. So I, 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 it means very much to me for sure.
0: And I, I know that for as long as you and I have known each other, you can, you can tell through your direct experience how important it is to you to give, to give specifically parents that, that lifeline, that help, that, um, that support uh, that, 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 you know, oftentimes we, especially here on the podcast, we, we talk a lot with, with directly folks who live with spina bifida and or hydrocephalus. Um, but I think it's a really incredibly important perspective, um, that parent perspective and, and creating that lifeline for, for parents to, to get some perspective to, to all the things that, that their, their kid's life can become, um, all the great things, all the greatest of things that, that, um, that that young person's life can become through through living with Spina bifida and/or hydrocephalus. For and sure. It's, it, it's um, yeah. I, I'm just grateful for for you turning all those experiences into action because I think that's there's so much power and importance in that. Um, oh, we have a
1: long way to go, but yes,
0: heck yes, yes, absolutely, indeed. absolutely. Um, I wanted to just to kind of sit in that space for a little bit. Can you remember? The exact way you felt when you first found out that your daughter, the incredibly, the, the incredible Emily O'Dwyer, was going to be born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus?
1: Yes. Um, uh, with as terrible as a memory as I have now at mm. the age of 52, I mm. can remember specifically mm. how I felt uh, that day. Um, one word absolutely. Terrified, yeah. what is spina bifida? How am I going to handle this? What does it mean for my child? who's going to help me? Um, you know, is it a death sentence? Is it good? Is it bad? What does that look like? Mm. I just I was full of fear mm. you know that that was the first thing and it just all ties back into why I am so passionate because that day my husband was with me. Thank goodness. But uh, we so much could have used a, a tribe, if you will, a village Mm. to reach Mm. out to at a keyboard or on our phones, Mm. which so many of us have the luxury of now today. Thank Mm. God um, Mm. to say, Hey, I just, this just happened today who here can relate, you know? And even though the internet and social media often gets a bad rap, it's days like this, the diagnosis day, mm-hmm. Danny, that mm-hmm. so much of us, so many of us utilize social media for so that we can really say, hey, who, who's maybe a couple of years ahead of me on this journey? What is spina bifida and, and, and how does that look for me, for you? need a little handholding right now. That was a, that diagnosis day was, was pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. Um, Ginger, thanks so much for sharing all that. Um, and it, it must've been a really challenging, I, I can only empathize and imagine how, how scary. And I know I've chatted with, with my parents, uh, about some of this stuff and, and that, that first, that, that first moment. Um, and, uh, and I can only imagine how how scary uh, and and how much fear uh would would have would have been there with you. um that said we're, we're years later, and I'm interested to know what have you learned from your daughter. Da- sorry, w- from your daughter, Emily, who lives with Spina bifida? um
1: I have learned so much from her, um you know, as a parent. You think you're going to teach your kids this and you're going to teach your kids that. And uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of us parents with um, children with disabilities feel Mm. differently because they teach us way more than we ever imagined that we would teach them. So um, she I would say the number one thing, Danny, is. Well, I can list off several things, but I oh, yeah. guess the number one thing that comes to mind that she has taught me is um, to breathe, mm. and to, to take a moment and breathe, because she knows that I suffer from anxiety. Mm. She also has clinical anxiety. Mm. And therefore, what we have discovered just in the last few years is that our anxiety triggers each other. So she recognizes now when her mom is about to have an anxiety episode, as do I with her. Mm -hmm. And we are reminding each other to breathe because that helps for anxiety, as anyone knows. And even if you don't have anxiety, you're feeling that stress, breathing helps. And so, yeah, that sum it up in one word, not to mention all of the medical things she has taught me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Ginger. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I want to, so I want to zoom out a little bit actually now, um, off of just Emily, but through your perspective and experience, what do you think is one of the biggest misconceptions to how society views someone who lives with spina bifida and or hydrocephalus or disability in general? Um, what's one of the biggest misconceptions do you think?
1: I will say I'll first speak to the first part of your question with Mm. somebody with spina bifida and then I'll maybe give a different answer on disability in general. Mm. Um, so speaking from my own firsthand experience raising, um, she's now 16, a teenager, um, that is a wheelchair user. Um, one of the biggest ginormous misconceptions, um, that i noticed very early on and um, when she was a toddler in a wheelchair going mm-hmm. to the store going to the mall is that as parents we should teach our kids not to stare and keep moving you know mm-hmm. cruise on by don't you know don't give that person in the wheelchair a second thought because mm-hmm. it's rude to stare because they look a little different or you know what are those wheels they're wearing right and honestly, I I that's that's how I was raised. And that's probably my son, who's like seven years older than Emily, that's probably what I had him do until my Emily came along. It's because we didn't know any better. We were ignorant and I mean, you know, staring in general is always rude. But when it comes to seeing someone um with spina bifida, not everybody with spina bifida obviously is in a wheelchair, but um, when you do see someone there, it's, it's better than just to stop and say, hello, you know? So I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is you're not supposed to acknowledge somebody in a wheelchair. Hello. Yes, you are. They're humans. Acknowledge them. Don't look away.
0: Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, th- thank you for sharing that. Um, we, uh, yeah. if I could, if I could just echo that, cause I think it's, it's really interesting because we don't, we chatted similarly uh, about things like that on this podcast before. And, and, um, and so often how society sees like a wheelchair first. And and so that's how, how like somebody identifies a person with a disability with, with that. And, and I, I, first of all, I thank you for sharing your truth, but I think societally, a lot of us um, grow have grown that way because that's what we're, we're taught by society a lot of the time um, versus to to put people first and actually see that human being uh, who is different than us, but that, that it just lives differently, um, has their own different unique challenges in life as well, but they are not their wheelchair. Um, they are a human being that gets around in a little bit of a, of a different way. So I, I appreciate and, and I'm grateful for you sharing your truth, but I just want to, I, I I'd love to just validate the fact that I think it's also a, uh, a societal norm that um has in some way, shape or form been put inside of all of us from, from me, from the day that we're born. And, and I appreciate, you know, our different experiences being able to completely shift our perspective, just like yours. did. Right. I I love that. Right.
1: It's, it's so important. And you know, I, I up until 16 years ago, I mean, I was just, I was on the other side of the fence as far Mm -hmm. as being a part of the disability community. I I Mm -hmm. had no idea. And I, I I'm kind of ashamed of that, of some of the things that, you know, like being, you know, I think ableism is something that's mm-hmm. really starting to get talked about more and more. And, mm-hmm. and um, I won't even go there. Cause that's a whole nother conversation, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah it, it, it's an eye opener and um, for sure at the other part of your question, as far as disability as a whole, mm-hmm. that's kind of a misconception. Again, I'll kind of speak from the wheelchair perspective that my daughter has experienced is just that, why does society assume that if you're in a wheelchair that maybe you're mentally challenged or that you're nonverbal or that, you know, you can't speak for yourself or answer questions. It blows my mind. Now I get this when she was three or four or five years old, maybe, but it blows my mind, Danny, when to this day and age, we're out at the grocery store and someone will say hello or, Uh, have a question uh, for Emily, but they're asking me, my Mm. my daughter's right there, you Mm. can ask her, you know, Mm. and obviously, um, there are people in wheelchairs that may be nonverbal. But let's start with assuming that they can communicate first. And if that's Mm. not the case, you know, the parent will, will help you out. But my goodness, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can only imagine what that is like, as a, as a mother, again, as a, as a mother where it's like, no, no, no. My, my daughter is perfectly capable of answering that. So talk to her about it. Like, go, go talk to her about it.
1: Yeah. she knows. And I think it goes kind of back to what you said, you know, they're seeing the wheelchair first. They're not like, Oh, this, here's a teenager, you know, sitting right next to this mother. I, if she was standing up, I probably would ask her, Hey, what high school do you go to? But no, since she's in a chair, I I feel the need to ask her mom instead. I mean, that just does not commute compute anymore to me. But then, mm. honestly, looking back, prior to being a parent in the disability community, maybe I would have done that too. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I know I was definitely the one that was don't stare, don't stare. Mm. I think I still would have like addressed the person if I had had the courage to, you know you know, start a conversation, but I don't know. It, it's just things need to change, don't they?
0: Yeah. Um, actually, I was just going to come back to what you had said in terms of like how far things have come, but how far we still have to go. Um, exactly. You know, whether we're talking like personally or societally or there's growth is just such a beautiful thing. And I think to be on, um, I think to be on a, even a personal trajectory of trying to grow um i want to believe optimistically and idealistically that that personal growth will start to leave echoes of incredibly positive change within our community and i kind of want to come to that piece next because i met you through some of the incredible work that you do and are doing through through um the mission and spirit of your daughter through through just your own growth, and I I love all of it, um, and I'm grateful to have been a part of it and 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 to be part of it. Period. Uh, I met you through the National Play Day. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about it and and why you why you started it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and I, I don't think I said this at the beginning, I Mm -hmm. I am the founder of a nonprofit organization here in Kansas called my SBC, which stands for my Spina Bifida community. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we launched our first national play date, uh, event back in 2019, um, where I got to finally meet you at Mr. Lamb and the beautiful M Jordan, Um, So the National Playdate is an event that we wanted to start because simply we wanted to bring more joy and fun into these families lives and connect them with each other just because once again, you know, there are strength in numbers and I think it's so important um, it takes a village to raise any child, let alone maybe some that are a little bit more medically fragile in the beginning um, and to make sure we remind each other, hey, let's raise our sons and daughters to be as independent as possible. So the event um, was born out of the need for fun, joy, connection and um we wanted to educate and bring awareness to spina bifida and help empower these kids, these teenagers, and the adults that they're going to become, um, all while connecting moms and dads that are on the journey, um, doing the best that they can.
0: Oh, I love it. Um, and I, I will say, just again, it, it was a privilege and pleasure to be at that first one, and then at the second one, and to see, um, just to to see people in a space where like they're connecting with with folks that you know have their own story, and that they start to feel comfortable and confident to maybe share their to share their own story, um, to really step out and 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 say hi uh, is is a powerful thing. Uh, the power of hi. Um, and and feeling like you're in a space where where you're allowed to do that, where 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 you're you're confident to to just be yourself. Um, exactly,
1: and and I should interject, Danny, that as it started out for the Spina Bifida community, as you know, yeah. we've invited and embrace all abilities, and mm. we at our first one there in Vegas got to meet the, the amazing Mario who does not have spina bifida and that was a true blessing. So yeah, this national play date is for anyone. And um, as you know, music is very key to these play dates, so much fun Mm. and you brought it uh, in Vegas and in Kansas city. Unfortunately with this pandemic, not going to bring it this year. Um, But um, well, we are having the play date this year, but I know you can't get here this year. Yeah. Hoping to maybe do it again in Vegas next year, Danny. That's oh something right. we'll have to talk about right. later.
0: Heck yeah! I, with with that said, though, um, I want to. I'm going to include in in the comment section below um, where where people can find um, everything that MySBC does where they can find the play date where they can find anything that you might want people to know. And, and so um, send that to me when, when you're able and and I'll include that in, in all the pieces um, that again, people can find you Um, and and fantastic.
1: I will definitely do that. Yeah. We're going to have uh, our, our annual parade at the event. And of course some speakers and food and it's going to be a good time.
0: Love it. It always Love is. It. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, um, now I wanted to ask, well, we're coming close to the end I, again. I ginger, I just, a want to say thank you for, for joining me on, on this episode. Thank you for the work that, that you do. Um, and, and thank you for, for connecting with, with me and, and allowing us to collaborate and, and work together. Cause I, I do believe that, that, you know, riffing on different people's skills and and riffing, um, on, on things that we can work together towards achieving that common goal is a beautiful thing. And, and I'm, I I love being able to collaborate and and work alongside somebody like you who also sees it that way, which is, well, ditto the feeling
1: is mutual. Right.
0: Um, and, uh, I I did want to ask what's what's one piece of advice that you'd give to a parent uh, that learns that their, their child, their young person is going to be born with spina bifida or hydrocephalus. What's one piece of advice?
1: Well, um, the first thing I would tell them to do, um, besides learning as much as they can about, um, spina bifida in general Mm -hmm. would be to go to their social media platform of choice, um, Mm -hmm. and reach out and find a group. Uh, Yeah, we have a wonderful diagnosis day group uh, within our community that is for um, those brand new parents that are hearing the first time. So again, I'll give you that later, um, Danny. But yeah, my piece of advice would be read up on spina bifida, do your homework to learn about this neural tube defect Mm. and about hydrocephalus and what the options are, but This, most importantly, don't panic. Um, it's going to be a beautiful journey. Yes, there's going to be good days and bad days like any child, any pregnancy. But I promise you, it is going to be way better than what the doctors may be telling you. Um, and you're truly raising um, a warrior there. So um, buckle up and get ready for some fun. <laughs> yes,
0: I love it.
1: Uh Ginger thank
0: you so so much for taking the time of your day to hop on here with me. Um I'm super super stoked to have you as as an ally on our uh 2021 push live stream as well coming out on World Awareness Day and and uh, I'm super excited to just from here on out continue to find those ways that we can collaborate and work together and and uh, I'm excited to see all the things that you continue to do and and um and create uh for and alongside our sb and uh h community locally and globally i love it and appreciate that's right thank you
1: that's right well thank you i'm very grateful that you invited me to come and i look forward to listening to your future podcast danny you are doing some amazing work i'm
0: trying 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 um but thank you ginger really really appreciate it we'll see you soon yeah
1: all right. Take okay. care.
0: See you. Bye.
1: Bye. B is for the people both big and small. U
0: is for the unity that gathers us all.